This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 281, What 48 Hours in the Wilderness Taught Me About Unconditional Love, part two, by Paul DeJoe with becomingminimalist.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hey, 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 welcome to Optimal Living Daily. Happy Saturday if you're listening in real time. And I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I read to you from amazing bloggers like The Minimalists, Ramit Sethi, Leo Babout of Zen Habits, Steve Pavlina, and Derek Sivers on topics like personal development, productivity, minimalism, happiness, and more. And today's a part two from yesterday. I started reading a guest post on Joshua Becker's site, Becoming Minimalist, but it is a little long and I try to keep these episodes under 10 minutes. So I broke it up and I'm wrapping it up today. So if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, episode 280, you'll probably wanna hear that first. And with that, let's hear the rest of this post and start optimizing your life. What 48 Hours in the Wilderness Taught Me About Unconditional Love, Part 2, by Paul DeJoe with becomingminimalist.com. At night on the beach, I kept coming back to these thoughts of whether or not I was doing this challenge for myself or because I wanted people to talk about me. It feels like the things I do and don't tell people are the things I really want to do. These things are what define me because I'm consistently that person. When I talk about things before I do them, it's because I want recognition from them. And our days are too short to waste simply seeking recognition from others. I wasn't having any fun by myself on the beach because I was alone. I could have stayed, but it wasn't worth it to me. I was craving human interaction again. I decided to walk into town and try to enjoy the remaining days I was there and so I didn't have to worry about Jaguars. I'm so glad I did. After a couple days in a surf town where no one has cell phones, I realized that meeting up with new people I had met relied on having to be somewhere at a certain time because you said you would be there and you couldn't text your way out of it. Reminding myself of how many times I've backed out of something this way and that every relationship requires being selfless to some extent. This sounds terrible to say, but during those days, I hated seeing English-speaking people because I loved speaking Spanish to local people. They looked you in the eyes, held a conversation with you, and smiled because they didn't know any better or haven't just been on a zombie walk staring at their phones. There are many vivid memories I still have from this trip, but nothing was more vivid than a conversation I had at a coffee shop. One of my favorite people I've ever met in my life was a 38-year-old cop from Madrid named Gaston. He was vacationing for a month and staying at the hostel my friend was at. This particular month included his mother's birthday. He mentioned to me a couple days earlier that his father died five years ago, and they didn't get along, but he was glad they had patched the relationship when he got sick. They both agreed it was silly that it had gone this long. I did not know his mother had died as well just last year. He brought it up by saying, tomorrow's gonna be tough for me, it's my mother's birthday. And what he said to me next was something that made my trip feel worthwhile. If you ever get to speak with someone that has English as a second language, it's captivating to listen to because they're very succinct and waste no words to convey what they're thinking. Quote, When you lose your mother, you lose the person in the whole world that loves you unconditionally. When she is gone, that is it. No one else loves you like that again for the rest of your life, unquote. I had difficulty not being emotional as I listened to him. I'm lucky enough to have my mother still, but one day I won't, and I struggle to make sense of this situation for those that have lost their mothers and other loved ones that have shown unconditional love towards them. How do you balance or become whole again? Unconditional love is the most scarce and immaterial resource there is. It's not something you can ask for or work at. It's not something you are guaranteed or have the right to. 
It's only something that you can give and it's the most coveted of all resources. And while seemingly impossible to fill a void or find balance from losing someone, you have the ability to love someone unconditionally as well as the ability to forgive, the ability to improve any situation or life at any time and endless opportunities to do so. We forget that we are just passing through this world. So we put emphasis on possessions and status when all we have to leave behind is how we've made others feel. We allow difficult decisions to become exponentially more difficult because we don't focus on the components of the decision that matter. Make decisions about people and not things, not even places over people. Sometimes we're fortunate to find great people in great places, but when we have the option to choose, always choose people over things. Things break, places change. Your effect on people lasts forever. And unconditional love is your greatest possession in the utility margin you can ever bring to another person. You just listened to part two of the post titled What 48 Hours in the Wilderness Taught Me About Unconditional Love by Paul DeJoe with becomingminimalist.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class, It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash old. Masterclass.com slash old. I thought that was a really nice post for all of us to hear. And now if you'd like to help support this podcast, I put up a list of a few things you can do to show your support. Anything and everything there goes a long way. You can come by oldpodcast.com slash support to check it out or just oldpodcast.com and look for the how to help page. I'd greatly appreciate it. And I think that does it. Have a great rest of your weekend. I will be back tomorrow with a post from Steve Pavlina where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.